Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to register for our next workshop coming up September 8th through the 10th in Texas in the lovely Hill Country. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio with your hosts, Jonathan and Stephen. This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. We're glad to have you here with us on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. My name is Jonathan, and I'm here with Stephen. How are you doing, my friend? I am blessed today and and glad to be alive and moving forward. Oh, man, yeah, it's a great day to be alive, Mm -hmm. and and we're glad that you've decided to join us. And listeners, I just want to thank you, especially to those of you who have come alongside and partnered with us and uh, financially supported this outreach because that's the only way that we continue to be able to make and produce and distribute these uh, broadcasts is by listeners just like you who are willing to come along and say, you know what, I want to keep this information getting out on the airwaves and even expanding. So we we continue to reach people in new countries um, around the world. We continue to see uh, new listeners come on board uh, here in the United States. And so if you would like to continue to help us to reach more uh, with this good news of God's love and purity and just his message for relationships and sexual integrity, uh, please visit us at puresexradio.com and then click on the donate link. So Stephen, I'm going to pass it off to you and you can share with us kind of what we're going to try to dive into this time. All right, great. So I'm like a book junkie. I'm always looking for a new idea. And it's interesting because in today's program, we're going to talk about just one idea. That's it. One tool. You know, sometimes we'll give you six or eight things to try and do. Today, there's only one line and it comes from this book. The book is called The One Thing, The One Thing by Keller Papasan. And uh, I'm reading it, and, and, and uh, I don't know if you know this, I'm 62. And so it's time to do the important things, the critical mm-hmm. things. It's like whatever you're doing now, do the best things. You know, the 20s and 30s are gone, and you know, doing something and being busy and and having fun and entertainment, that's all fine. But what's, you know, how can you use your life to impact another? 
Yeah, what I'm hearing you say is you want to do the legacy thing. Oh, right. Okay. I mean, that's that's, that, that's kind of sounds like what you're thinking about is, hey, you, you're as I you haven't age, thought about that word, but that's true. As it's you true. age, the more important thing becomes thinking about legacy and what is going to leave it, what's going to be impactful. And yes, that's true. And, but I still live in the day and think, what could I do today? And that's really the mm-hmm. focus is what one thing today. Yeah. So this author, I just want to throw a bunch of ideas out. I'd suggest you go get the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a Christian book. It's a secular book. But it's got this one idea that I want us to talk about. I'm going to talk about it as he talks about it. But I want you to talk about it from an integrity standpoint, a, mm-hmm. a purity standpoint, from a discipline standpoint. You know what this topic is about. It's about growth, right? And in the areas of integrity, discipline. So I'm going to read to you the one sentence that if you want to end the podcast early, you can write this (laughs) down and go do the next thing, because we're going to come back to this and come back to this. And I want you to sort of think about it. He says, what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier and unnecessary? Hmm. So he says, write down a hundred things that that are good things to do, but then go through that list and figure out what's the one thing that if I did this one thing, lots of other things would fall off the list. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sort of taking that uh, to, to mean what are you good at? What is your gifting? So that... So that we do the important things, the significant things. There's a book uh, called, uh, um, oh, it's about significance. It's not the search for significance, but it's, but it's Buford's book where it's first we want success and then we want significance. Mm-hmm. And in the second part of your life, you want to live significantly, impactfully. And so, man, there's a lot of stuff. You know, have you noticed how much stuff there is to do in the office, at home, on the house, in the yard, with the kids? Each of the kids would like for you to do something with them. And you have a wife, Mm -hmm. right? And you have a life. And there's so many things to do. So I don't think this solves and organizes your whole life. But I think it's it's a question of significance. Well, you know, what comes into my mind when you're saying that, and I I don't want to I don't want this to sound like super spiritualizing this or anything like that. But honestly, the first thing that came into my mind was when Jesus gave the instruction that he said, all the law and the prophets hinge on this one thing. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. So what he was saying was, hey, if you want to know what is sort of setting the priority over all of the law and the prophets, all the rules— all the prophecies, all that. It's this one thing. But what didn't, wasn't the verse before that, love your God without your heart, soul, and mind? Well, when he responded, he said he did do those together. But in another place, he also said, just love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hinge on that. So he said it's one thing. Now, it's not, you can't love your neighbor as yourself, at least not from Jesus' lips, without first loving God. Okay. But the summary would be love well. Yeah. So yeah. what's the one most significant thing? You're, I like this because you're already thinking about the question. 
what is the one most significant, let me read it, what's the one thing I can do such that all, by doing it, everything else will be easier and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. So that if I participated in love well, I mean in loving today, other things would fall off and it'd be just fine. Well, and think about it in the context when he says law. Well, if we say, don't commit adultery, thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not murder, have no other gods before me. No, what, don't I don't get the connection. Stuff. It's what a I'm law. Saying what is, are you saying? What I'm saying is, do you think if you love well, then all of those things are going to fall into place? I see. Are you going to be committing adultery if you're loving well? Are you going to be lying if you're loving well? Are you going to be murdering if you're loving well? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so you're going to be in the essence of What he's life. saying is, it cover, it's the thing that covers all it's the thing that connects all those things. it's the thing that guides all of those things and so uh i look at it and i say yeah it's really kind of what's essential what is the key essential things that are you know necessary so so you answered spiritually right and maybe it's the universal answer that trumps them all but but it's a, we're going to put that in but the that's spiritual one answer, category yeah. right? right because if a guy came to you and said uh, what's what should I do, Jonathan? And he's uh, looking at porn yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I got all these sexual struggles. What, what should I do, Jonathan? Yeah, probably the first thing that I would that I wouldn't say to him is, you know, as I'm gently touching him on the forehead and a- acting all mystical, love well, my son. <laughs> you know, it's like with your legs crossed, even and if, you're <laughs> chanting. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like even if that's the correct big yeah. answer. I think what I'm what I'm hearing here, and maybe I could be wrong in terms of what this question is saying. I hear progression in this question. Yes. So as you as you mentioned earlier, you know, I like to think about what's today, what's the moment, what's yeah. now. You know, you can have these overarching, maybe guiding principles of like love your neighbor as yourself, but then you get into your daily. Hey, listen, I'm I'm drowning in a pornography addiction. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Your one thing today. Well, it may ultimately come under the umbrella of that bigger, bigger one thing of mm-hmm. loving well. It might be something much simpler, so, much, much like smaller. What? Well, well, what comes to mind? What do you think the one thing, if a guy is out there and he just found us and he goes, wow, tell me, I'm struggling. What's the one thing that you would say? Now, it may not be his ultimate one thing, but, mm-hmm. but what's one thing that's very significant that if a guy did this one thing, it would be significant in his life? Get an get a brother. Yeah, you need someone to walk Find this path one with other you. Man. You need one man to Find invest man. to invest in and yeah. to invest in you. So I, you said find one man, and my thought was confess. Yeah. Just go find somebody and talk this thing out into the open. Yeah. It, because, which is, we're close. Yeah, because I feel like the the connection with another person along the journey brings into line so many other things. It brings into line the idea that, yeah, you're going to have to set up boundaries. You might need a filter. Or you might, you know, there's all these other things. But I think the one thing right away in terms of dealing with a pornography addiction is you got to walk with somebody. Yeah, on that's this. good. That's good. With someone. That's the one thing. So I've got a few notes from his book. And, and he says, there's a line, that he says, success is built sequentially, one thing at a time. Doing the one thing makes the next thing possible. Mm -hmm. So you figure out what's the one thing, find a brother. Now, now that you did that one thing, what is possible 
And what's the next one thing? Right. Well, and, this... I, and I put the two together that you said, because, I mean, finding a brother is about confession. You don't just find a brother and say, hey, you want to walk through life with me? It's like, well, why are we connecting? What's the, what are we doing here? And so I think the confession then leads to being able to say, maybe there's some counseling necessary there because part of the confession revealed wounds and maybe some abuse and things like that. And so that one thing of confession and connecting with a brother mm-hmm. could lead to the next growth area, which That's is, right. hey, I need some I need some professional counseling here, which then that could lead to the next area of getting some mentoring. And just there's in group and all yeah. the next one right. thing, right? We only live one day at a time and we get to ask this question every day. And you can pick the area that you want to work in, right? Because there's mm-hmm. work, business, there's emotional, there's personal. But he said a few things. He said, go small. You got to ignore a lot of other noise and busy things. Go small. Do few things. Uh, when you go small, you, you may literally have to stare at one thing, mm-hmm. right? And concentrate um, until you take that step and make an advance. And remember, one thing becomes the foundation for the next thing. So he's just got all these great points. He says, no one succeeds alone, but be single-minded in your purpose, you know, your focus, your purpose. So you went and grabbed your Bible. I did. Well, which is going to make me grab my Bible because I had something too. So what, go Well, for when it. you said, you know, sometimes you got to literally stare at one thing. That, that What that made me think of was I, I did this years ago, and I'll do it every now and then periodically in terms of just the way I may want to focus to meditate. Yes. And one one verse that I find that's great for dealing with the issue of of purity because so many times what happens, the way we get off track is our minds get filled and distracted with all things that are impure, right? Well, Philippians 4.8 says this, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Yes. And so what I would do is I would say, Ooh, listen, there there are multiple things in there. And so rather than me saying, okay, today I'm going to think about what's true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable. Instead, I'd say, today, I'm going to think about whatever is true. And all day, I would just keep pounding that drum. What's true? What's true? What's true? So as I'm talking to somebody, as I'm driving down the street, as I'm having lunch, as I'm interacting with my family, what... Everything about my focus that mm. day would be what's true. And so that's a way to think about something like you said sometimes. I mean, you just gotta look at one thing. You gotta you gotta focus on one thing. And if you want to get your mind filled with truth, focus on what's true. And th- same thing there, you can say what's pure. Mm. Today I want to focus on what's pure. So that just that's one of the things that came to my mind when you were saying sometimes you gotta just you gotta look at one thing and that's yeah, it. Yeah, and hold it. It's funny because I've been thinking about t- two words. One of my words has been gratitude. Mm. Just to practice gratitude. But as I read my Bible and think now, my new word is glory. Mm. Right? To glorify God, to bring glory to God. So that's sort of my equivalent to what you're saying. One word that's significant 
that you think about and you, you make it your mission. And so that if you decide today, I want to bring glory to God, it makes a lot of other little things insignificant. And I do think it's important to reiterate what you said about this one thing, this idea of the one thing, is something that can and should be applied in multiple areas of your life. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes we try to just sort of lump our being all into this kind of mass when in fact, you know, we are spiritual, we are physical, Mm -hmm. we are personal or relational, you know, those types of things. So you can, you got to pick a category. So like you could say, what's the one thing relationally that needs to be focused on to move to the next thing relationally? That's good. And, and the reason we're talking about this is because it applies to integrity. Mm-hmm. What's the one thing that would help me maintain my integrity today? What's yeah. the one significant thing? And it becomes the building block for tomorrow, right? Or purity. So he said, there are people that are of more value to you than others. And I got to thinking about that. You know, if you meet some people, they help you advance, Right. It doesn't mean everybody isn't the same in the kingdom and in the eyes of God. We're not talking about We're ta- that. What, what I'm hearing you say is you're talking about value as it's represented toward your growth journey. Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it could be a business growth. It could be a personal. It could be any of those mm-hmm. categories you just talked about, sure. right? So when you think about this, what people are more valuable in your integrity walk or your physical fitness walk or your business walk? And there's just a small number of people usually that are significant. We don't have hordes and hordes of people so significant. We have a lot of people, but what's the handful of people, right, that are significant? Because he's sort of shaping this dialogue. If you're going to do the one significant thing that makes a lot of things unnecessary, then there are some significant people also that are part of that Mm -hmm. process. That's good. And and I think it's important to strategically think that way uh, because too often we are, we especially in, in the church a lot of times, we're so quick to beat the drum that, listen, we're all, you know, of equal value. Men are right. greater than women and, and we're all equal, equal value. That we don't then take time to say, but there's a different kind of value that you associate with growth, so, for instance, if I am choosing to walk in great integrity, are, is it a value to that purpose mm. for me to go befriend the local sex shop owner mm. and spend a whole lot of time around him? No, that person is not valuable to my growth process in right. terms of pursuing integrity. Well, and, and and I would say the same is true of like go find a gr- a golf pro or a karate expert, right? right. Or somebody that's great at in in, uh, in what's it international investing. You don't that, go find a couch potato to learn how to play play no, sports, right? So. That's right, exactly right. You've got to find somebody in this area that's significant. Right, because nobody goes alone on this journey. And if you're going to be successful, we need ideas. This was interesting. He says, you have about 4,000 thoughts a day. And he said, a, a Buddhist would call this a monkey brain. 
What? Fourth. Uh, uh, these are two separate thoughts. One is that you got 4,000 thoughts a day. That's a lot of thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of wondering, you know, I wonder how many are sexual. You know, right. we talk, you know, we're the sex guys here, right? So how many are sexual? But but there's this idea of what do you do with your monkey brain? I don't know why he used this in this book, but he said if you spoke to a Buddhist monk, he might call it your monkey brain, meaning running all over the place. Mm-hmm. 4,000 thoughts all running all over the place, running into each other and not sorting or, or, or sensing what's better than the other, just craziness in your head. Hmm. So, I mean, this whole idea of ordering your mind and working with your mind, uh, when you think, you got, you're going to have 4,000 thoughts today. That's, yeah. It's kind of significant. And I think the where we obviously would diverge from the Eastern philosophies of then what you're trying to do is empty your mind. Yes. We are actually saying, no, you're, you're trying to fill and focus your mind. So I think the idea of the one thing as it relates to those thoughts is not trying to say, okay, how can I get that 4,000 down to, you know, zero or one? It's like, no, no, no. That's a statement about just how the brain is active, What's right? What's going on? That's right. So well, I think this one thing is right, getting you more to consider how are you going to focus those thoughts and how are you going to yes. to manage and direct them rather yes. than so eliminate them. I'm going to say the sentence again because this is the one tool we're asking people to think about using. You go get his book and read about it if you're really interested in it because it's his ideas. We want to give him credit for it. And he said, what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else is easier or unnecessary? What's the one thing that I can do? so that I channel my energy and I accomplish and I focus and I move forward doing significant things. Because you want to have a significant life? Well, do significant things. Mm -hmm. You want to be busy and just be a busy person? Well, then plenty of stuff to be busy over. Yeah. And as as I think about this, you know, this is one of the things, by the way, that even as our staff over the last several years, we've really gotten much more focused on in terms of really saying no to certain things, carving out time, creating margin. Mm-hmm. We even have uh, we even have mandatory sabbatical days, things like that to be able to create rest and space for thinking and, and all that. I really think this is the path to a much less stressed mm. life. Because if you think about it, I mean, what creates stress? Mm-hmm. Mass, right? Yes. The more volume of thoughts or the more volume of activities, the more volume of things that we've said yes to. Yes. And so it's like this one thing is really kind of helping you determine what are you going to say no to and get get focused. Right. And it becomes easy to say no because that's not the one significant thing. Right. Right. And so and really there's a given in here. You have a gifting. You have a skill set. And you are uniquely made for one purpose. Now, can you do a lot of things? Yes. But you're uniquely made to perform certain ways and functions in certain areas. I mean, we've picked sexual integrity, right? We didn't pick a thousand other topics. Right, yeah. We picked this one topic, right, to to use our gifting to make a, a significant difference 
And what happens? We have greater happiness. Mm-hmm. Right? And greater impact. It's, yes. it's the difference between, one of the examples that I use, it's the difference between, um, you know, water that comes out of your tap in your kitchen and water that's put under pressure in a pressure washer. Mm. What's the difference? Yeah. Tighter focus, right? When you focus that water through a narrower channel, it's under greater pressure, which creates something that can do more, is more powerful than if it's just dribbling out of your tap in your kitchen sink. Mm, that's good. And so this is one of those things that's saying, what are you doing to narrow that channel? What are you doing to narrow that focus? And it creates greater impact. He has a couple of statements about habits. He says, habits require less energy to maintain than to start. I'm learning that the older I get because it, it, the things that I've let go, especially when I think about like physical exercise, yeah. it's so much harder to start <laughs> that up again. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I regret having yeah. sort of let things go in my – because, you know, in my early to mid-20s, man, I, I was coming off of being – you know, high level athlete and all this kind of stuff. And, and I wish that I had just maintained it because what he's yeah. saying is it's easier to maintain that habit than to. Well, and I think about guys and cleaning the house <laughs> because guys are easy at dropping everything around and just going on. Right. But the, the habit is difficult to start to put all your stuff away. But once you practice the habit of putting your stuff away, it's easy to maintain that. Right. You can. I'm going to have my kids listen to that part of what you just said over and over again. <laughs> a habit makes hard stuff easy. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't those great lines? This is what he said. And here's the thing. What I like about this is this is putting habit in the positive context. Mm. You know, so many times we we in our ministry we are seeing the negative realities of habit. Yes. That sometimes bad habits habits then become this addictive pattern. What he's saying is he's saying, no, no, habits can be very, very positive. Yes. So do the important things regularly and everything else is easier. Mm. And he said achievement is a habit you forge. Isn't that right? I mean, if lazy people forge laziness, but if if you're focused on a mission... And you know what's significant, and you do the next thing and the next thing, the outcome is achievement. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love what he says here, too, about do the most important thing early, you know, mm-hmm. while you've got energy, while yes. your willpower is strong. Yes. And I think about how that applies to uh, dealing with sexual temptation. Too many times, what I see is guys are waiting too late to do the important thing. In other words, they're waiting until, you know, the the very first initial twinge of a temptation, they don't do anything then. And next thing you know, they find themselves with their mouse hovering over a link ready to click. And by that point in time, they've waited too long. Mm -hmm. They needed to use their willpower early when they had the, the strength and when they had the, you know, the, the resources to be able to say the moment that twinge of temptation comes up, I want to do something then not wait until later. Well, and you practice good skills and we go back to our line. What's the one thing I can do such by doing it, everything else will be easier and unnecessary. 
and that applies to your entertainment, right? Mm. The television you watch, the cable TV you have. What's the one thing by doing a significant thing, uh, bunches of other things that are bad fall off, right? Mm -hmm. Not going to certain places. What's the one thing? If I don't do this, it doesn't mean this, 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 and this. And the key to that is you have to make those decisions when you're in a place of strength, right? right? That's true. You don't make that decision right. at midnight and say, okay, what's well, the one thing I need to do now? No, 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 that's too late. That's a, that's another way that you could look at that idea of do the most important thing early mm-hmm. is think about that in terms of time, literally. Do it earlier in the day. What are you doing about setting media parameters and the things that you're going to do and actually having a plan. You know, if you if you're subscribed to HBO and Cinemax and all this kind of stuff and you're just gonna kinda say, well, I'll just kinda resist him to it's like it's waiting, right? There, you need a plan you, for being yeah. able to say how you're gonna prevent that. And what you build today is tomorrow's foundation. Mm-hmm. So if you practice discipline today, you're gonna have something to stand on tomorrow. Right? If you shore yourself up if you strengthen your spiritual muscles today, if you practice good today, that's the foundation you stand on tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So give them the, the line one more time as we close. So what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier and unnecessary? So let's make that our, our goal this week, listeners, that we'll get up each day and we will ask ourselves that question And apply it to these various areas. What am I going to do spiritually today? What's the one thing I'm going to do physically? What's the one thing I'm going to do relationally? What's the one thing I'm going to do at work? So that we can have some focal points to say this is about growth and moving forward and getting better. So we're glad that you've been with us. If you'd like some more resources, I encourage you to head on over to our Pure Community website. It's purecommunity.org. We've got lots of resources and materials there that can help you in focusing on the one thing. And we look forward to having you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Thank you. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.